1: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air, I'm Don Marsh. Today we're looking at two more of the major ballot issues Missouri voters face on November 6th. We recently held a ballot issues forum here at the station, presented before an audience of voters. One of the key issues discussed was Proposition B. It would incrementally increase the minimum wage in Missouri, adding an 85-cent-a-year increase over four years, bringing it to $12 an hour. On our panel, Ray McCarty with Associated Industries of Missouri, who opposes Proposition B. Speaking for the proposition is Richard Van Gallen, the Missouri Jobs for Justice representative.
2: The reality in Missouri is that for years, the cost of groceries, health care, gas, and other basic necessities has gone up, but wages haven't kept pace. The result is that a current, full-time, minimum wage worker earns just $314 a week, barely $16,000 a year. That is not enough to survive in any community in this state, and no one who works full-time should be expected to live in poverty. I want to talk about who these workers are. They are teachers' aides that help raise our children. They are home health care workers who care for our neighbors with disabilities. They are the skilled nursing home workers who care for our parents. They care for and help raise our families, but often they cannot afford to care for their own. Nearly 100,000 of them are at or near retirement age, and 260,000 Missouri children live in their homes. When you raise the minimum wage, that is who you help support. When you support those workers, they turn around and support our businesses. When a low-wage worker gets a raise, they don't put it in a savings account. They spend it in our local economy. They get the oil change that they've put off for too long. They can afford both food and medicine. They finally get to that home repair that has been on their mind for months or maybe even years. That puts money back into our local economy. That is why nearly 600 Missouri businesses support Proposition B, because they know to drive a consumer-based economy, we need consumers who have money to spend. Proposition B will help workers, it will help businesses, and it will move Missouri forward. Thank you. Mayor McCarty, go ahead.
0: Yes, and I represent Associated Industries in Missouri. We represent employers statewide. Um, The problem that we see with the minimum wage proposal is that by increasing the minimum wage, what they're doing is the the government can say that the wage has to go up, but it doesn't give businesses any more money to pay that wage with. So if you're a business owner and you're responsible for paying your people and you have to pay more per hour, then you have several choices. One is you either raise your prices. Um, If you're competitive, you're probably already Uh, maxed out at the amount you can charge for your goods or services, Um, or you have to cut hours for those minimum wage workers, which we've already seen some happen, Uh, but if that happens, you could actually lower them to the point where they don't receive benefits anymore, or you reduce the number of uh, minimum wage workers, Um, or you reduce costs elsewhere, I can suggest to you that after the economic downturn, I think everyone is pretty well down as far as they can go in terms of costs. So There aren't a whole lot of good options here. Money doesn't grow on trees. And just saying that you have to pay more per hour per worker um, could actually hurt the workers that you're trying to help, especially if you get your hours cut and you lose benefits.
1: Richard, is there any way to say that what Ray just said would not happen?
2: Yes. Um, Actually, over half the states in this country have raised the minimum wage above, above the federal level. And the good news is that it does exactly what you would want it to do. It raises wages and it lowers unemployment. By putting more money in workers' hands, they are able to go out and spend it in our local economies and help drive economic growth in the state. So it's wonderful that there's both decades of, decades of research and experiences of over half the states in this country that actually prove that what Mr. McCarty said are the choices that employers face are not actually the choices. Um, what employers need in Missouri is a consumer base that has money to be able to spend. And when you are making just $314 a week and trying to survive, you don't have that option.
0: May I, I respond? Right? Sure, of course. Okay, the, I still didn't hear where the business owner gets more money to pay their people with, but setting that aside for a moment because you know, the money has to come from somewhere. So what do you say to the workers that don't have jobs anymore because they've had to reduce the number of entry-level jobs?
2: So Proposition B, when fully phased in, um, will generate $1 billion in consumer spending in this state. But that's state. not new spending. That's so, dividing it
0: up differently, right?
2: Um, so that is, that is with consumers being able to go out and do that. When low-wage workers get money, they don't put it in a savings account. They don't send it overseas or do anything else. They turn around and they do the things that they have been needing to do for, for months or years and haven't had an opportunity to do. And that is why you see over 600 Missouri businesses, primarily small and medium-sized businesses, that know that this is gonna be a good thing because this is going to put money in their neighbors' pockets and that they'll be able to come um, and support those businesses. But I think
0: sometimes, don't you think uh, people think about minimum wage as being the end point of a job rather than the starting point? You know, when we were all growing up, um, our minimum wage job was where we started. And then we hoped to get experience and then move on to additional jobs where you would get paid more. Um, It seems like people sometimes think that minimum wage is a stopping point. Like that's where you're going to end up and have to support your family. Um, maybe if we're going to bring a government solution into it, maybe we provide additional training to people so they can take some of the skilled jobs that we have open right now. You know, we have With 3.2% unemployment, we have a lot of skilled jobs that are open right now. And if people had the skills to be able to get those jobs, they wouldn't be making minimum wage. They'd be making double or triple that.
2: As I mentioned, when we talk about who's earning minimum wage in this state, it's, again, it's teacher's aides, it's home health care workers, It's nursing home workers. It's people that are doing essential jobs in our community. And I don't think any job in this state, you should not be telling a full-time worker, someone who's putting in the hours, putting in the effort, that they are only worth $314 a week, $16,000 a year. That is simply not enough to survive on in any community in this state.
1: Well, it's hard to believe that people making $25,000 a year, which is approximately what would be happening here, are going to go out in any kind of a spending spree.
2: It's, it's not about having a spending spree. I'll, I'll tell a story of a friend of mine, Betty Douglas. Betty Douglas um, has worked as a paralegal. She's worked at a bank. Um, and for the last almost 12 years, um, she's been working at McDonald's. She's a hard worker. She is a dependable worker. She has done every single job at that McDonald's, Um, but this last winter, which was a very cold winter, she dealt with the reality that her furnace was out. Um, And so all winter long, Betty was freezing cold at night and she had to live with the reality that her son that she cares for, her son with a disability that she cares for, was also freezing cold at night. That is not something that any full-time worker and parent in this state should have to endure. Mm-hmm. Ray, if you what had about, more money, she'd have the opportunity to fix her furnace. What about Betty, Ray?
0: Well, if Betty was for, forced, if the employer was forced to pay Betty more per hour, <laughs> then the employer had the same choices I mentioned before, because the money didn't just grow on trees here. So they, did, would they have to cut her hours? I mean, or would they, you know, potentially have to fire her? Um, so that because then they would have fewer minimum wage workers. Without money, additional money coming into the equation, you have those choices to make. And it's not something I'm making up. This is something that a business would have to deal with. They don't get any additional money. The The, the proposition doesn't put any additional money in the economy. It does divide it up differently, but it doesn't put any more money in the economy. You'll have more people that are unemployed and more people that are underemployed, maybe at 30 hours or less a week, or uh, yeah, so that they get...
2: As I mentioned before, this is estimated to put a billion dollars into the economy. Where's the billion dollars coming from, Richard? And that is because when you give low-wage workers, these are not people who put money somewhere else, in a savings account or anything else. These are workers that turn around and spend it at our local businesses. They hire an HVAC tech to come fix the furnace instead of sopping it away in a bank account Based in Panama.
0: But where did the billion dollars come from? That's the question. If you say it puts a billion dollars into our economy, where did the billion dollars come from?
2: So it comes from the fact that when Proposition B is fully phased in, it is estimated that it will impact 677,000 Missourians in every community in this state. That makes one quarter of Missouri's workforce. Again, these are teacher's aides, these are home health care workers, these are nursing home, skilled nursing home providers that are helping care for our families.
0: We're just afraid you're going to end up hurting the very population you're trying to help.
1: Another question from Madonna from Crestwood, Missouri. Hi. I've heard an argument against um, raising the minimum wage is that it will drive businesses out of Missouri. And while that sounds like a scare tactic, what I would like to know is, are there any concrete examples in other states where that did or did not occur after they raised the minimum wage? Thank you.
0: I have not ever said that it, that it would drive businesses out of Missouri. I think when you're talking about a local um, minimum, minimum wage hike, like in a particular city, you could cause that to happen. You could cause businesses to locate... Perhaps if you're talking about St. Louis City, for example, in St. Louis County, because you have the same basic population of people that you could serve, just moving your location, you could save money because you wouldn't have to pay the same minimum wage. But when you're doing it statewide, you don't really have that phenomenon, I don't think. Um, Certainly not as much. So, no, I wouldn't think that that would be a a threat. But the the, the fact still remains, where do the people get the money? They've either got to raise prices or they've got to cut the expenses elsewhere, I think since the downturn in the economy, almost every business has cut expenses about as far as they can. So the money so has to come th- from So
2: this way. will be a point where Ray and I will agree. The idea that this will cost jobs um, is, in fact, a myth, and we have plenty of opportunity and data from other states to, to, to look at that and prove that. Now, Richard, I, uh-huh. said,
0: I said businesses wouldn't move. I still contend it, would, it will end up, Either costing jobs or costing hours.
2: Okay, well, then we disagree because the the data on this is absolutely clear. Decades of research, um, all of what the the states are showing that that, in fact, doesn't happen. And the reality is we have a consumer-driven economy. You need consumers with purchasing power to do this. And that is why over 600 businesses or nearly 600 businesses in this state, small, medium-sized businesses from all across the state, from here in the city, down in Cape Girardeau, Springfield, Columbia, small towns from lots of different industries have all come together and said that Proposition B is the right thing to do for workers, but it's also the right thing to do for our economy. Gentlemen, we've
1: come to that point where we have time now for our closing statements. And let's see. I think Ray McCarty, it, uh, you're up first on sure. this part of it. One minute, please.
0: Sure. I think we've covered the ground pretty well. Um, unless uh, money suddenly appears, and it, if you think that the government can create money um, and that when they pass a higher minimum wage that that money will just magically appear, unless that happens... The business owners are going to have to make decisions, and they're the same decisions that I talked about, reducing hours, reducing the numbers of these jobs, um, and those are not good solutions. Neither is raising prices on the populations that that could benefit from it. So we would urge you to really think about it um, before you cast your ballot on on Prop B.
2: Thank you, Ray. Richard? Thank you, you, Don, and thank you, Ray. Um, So in closing, I just want to reaffirm that this is a well-tested and vetted solution to the problem that exists in this state, which is that a full-time worker is earning $314 a week, $16,000 a year. Over half the states in this country have raised the minimum wage and the data is clear. When you raise the minimum wage, wages go up, unemployment goes down. We know that communities cannot thrive if their workers live in poverty. That is why we have strong statewide coalition of labor and businesses supporting Proposition B. Proposition B um, will impact the wages of nearly one in four Missouri workers. Workers who will turn around and spend it in our local economy and drive economic growth in our state. This is a billion dollars in new economic activity coming from low wage workers in this state. I ask for your support on Proposition B on November 6th. And if you have more questions or want to look at some of the data about this, you can visit our website at www.raiseupmo.org. That's Richard Von Glahn with Missouri Jobs for Justice. He spoke for
1: the measure. Earlier, Ray McCarty with Associated Industries of Missouri opposed Proposition B.